Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast with me, Juliette Corbett. As an executive coach, I guide senior leaders in the world of education to find their strategic focus, empower their teams and regain control over their time, helping them go from exhausted to strategic. On this podcast, I share the ideas and tips that I've developed over the years to help the leaders that I've worked with one-to-one so I can help you to focus on your priorities and achieve your goals with confidence and with ease. And this week we are diving into a fundraising topic and one which is very strategically important. And that is how we encourage the governors or trustees and the leadership of our schools to give to fundraising projects. This is a question that I come across quite frequently, often from directors of development, so heads of fundraising within schools, who want to encourage the really senior people within their school to give and who are coming up against resistance. Now, that resistance often takes the form of governors or trustees saying we give a lot of our time. We do that for free and therefore we shouldn't be expected to give financially to a fundraising appeal. And also from senior leaders who say that salaries within the education sector aren't as high as they might be in other sectors, and therefore it's difficult for them to give to fundraising appeals as well. This is really interesting and important topic, and it's interesting to me because it's really different in different countries. So in the US, there has been a very strong culture historically of fundraising within education, and of that fundraising being led by the example of the trustees or governors and the senior leaders within those schools, and that extends within the whole of the education sector. So whether that's colleges, universities and so on, it's really understood that those volunteer leaders and professional leaders will give to the fundraising um, projects because it sets an example, it creates a role model for others to follow, and it signals their strategic commitment to these projects. Outside North America, it's much more challenging. And I've seen this firsthand within the UK and within Australia, as well as conversations with the people within South Africa. And I suspect that it extends far beyond those countries as well. Where there's a real challenge in helping governors and senior leaders to understand why fundraisers are asking them to contribute to fundraising projects within the schools. 
So in this particular episode, I want to do it in two parts. The bulk of what I'm going to be doing is talking directly to governors and senior leaders who might be listening. And indeed, some of you may have been sent this episode by your director of development to have a listen, in which case that's fantastic. Let's kind of take it from your perspective. And I'm going to share why I think it's important that you give. And then towards the end of the episode, I'm going to switch tack and I'm going to talk directly to the fundraisers. What the, the ideas that I have that, of what you could be doing to encourage governors and senior leaders to give. So what I'm going to be doing is referring to the IDPE benchmarking report from 2022. And this was produced by a fundraising consultancy called Gifted Philanthropy. And absolutely full credit must go to Gifted Philanthropy because I'm going to be reading out a little bit of a section from the report that was written initially by the the staff at Gifted and then obviously approved by IDPE. Um, And it really says it better than I could ever say it as to why this is so important. So rustling pages aside, I'm going to bring out my very valued benchmarking report next to me. And it's on page 35, if you want to read long, if you have this at home. And it's a section entitled, Governors Need to Lead by Example. So here we go. In American fundraising, leadership given is seen as absolutely essential. There are, of course, greater sensitivities about philanthropy here in the UK. And many school governors, like many UK charity trustees, will state that they have given their time. However, there is a fundamental principle at stake here. Governors are seen as having ultimate responsibility. If they have determined that fundraising is necessary, they should not expect others to give if they themselves have not. This can be misunderstood to mean that they must always make large gifts. The truth is that it is the collective gift that ultimately carries the greatest weight. A prospect is far more likely to ask whether all members of a board have given rather than how much any individual has. If a head or senior development professional can answer truthfully that all board members have given, that is usually sufficient motivation for a prospect to follow the board's example. It is recognised that the recruitment of governors at state schools is less flexible than within the independent sector. For this reason, whilst we strongly recommend the principle of leadership giving, We also recommend that this should be less of a hard and fast rule within the state sector. End quote. So absolutely all credit to Gifted Philanthropy, their website www.giftedphilanthropy.com. And I'll also put a link to the benchmarking report in the episode notes so that you can go ahead and buy that as well. But I think that puts it really succinctly that we know that governors need to leave by example. I think it's fairly accepted that prospects, so prospective donors, possible donors, want to know that governors and senior leadership within a school really believe in the project that they're fundraising for. And that therefore, what the directors of development believe is that the best way to say we have the support of all of our governors and senior leadership, this is a genuinely top priority strategic project for us, the best way to articulate that is to say that all of those people have given. Now, in my experience, it really doesn't matter what level they're giving at. It could be a very, very small gift. I mean, it could be a gift of £25, £25 a year, you know, something 
really small, which hopefully most of your governors and senior leaders wouldn't really notice as being a gift that they're making that's coming out of their pocket. Ideally, it's a little bit more than that. Ideally, you want people, at least a selection of people within the governors and within the senior leadership team to give it a higher level. And the way that I often explain that is, let's say this is in the top two or three of charity donations you make this year. So given how generous you're being to other charities, let's make the ask that actually the school's fundraising project, whatever it might be, it might be a bursaries campaign, it might be a a building capital campaign project, school partnerships project, whatever it is, could we say that this school fundraising project is one of the top two or three charities that you are supporting this year? That's the kind of level that we're talking about. And every now and again, it's possible that a governor in particular might give it substantially higher levels than that and give a major gift as well, which is absolutely fantastic. But it's not about the amount. It's about the fact that there's a participation rate of preferably 100%. So 100% of governors and senior leadership team giving something on an annual basis to the fundraising projects that are being showcased by the school. And I suppose the final thing I want to say to governor senior leaders, if you're still not convinced, let's flip it the other way around. Let's imagine that your director of development or your head is in a meeting with a potential donor. Let's imagine they're having a lovely chat. They're sitting by the fireside. They're talking about all things to do with the school. You know, we've gone through the kind of the nostalgia of memories of the school. We've gone through all of the different good news stories that have come out, you know, whether that's sporting or academic. We've showcased to this prospect, this prospective donor, the exciting new fundraising project that we really want to make happen. And then imagine that that prospective donor says, okay, yeah, I can see that this is important. I can understand the impact it's going to have. How many of your trustees, your governors and your senior leaders are giving to this? Because I'm assuming that they also see the importance of this project. Imagine that director of development or that head having to say one or two, or even having to say none of them. Imagine the the signal that that sends to that prospective donor. They may have been on the cusp of agreeing to a six or seven figure gift. And then their just confidence is just massively deflated by this information that only one or two governors and senior leaders are also putting their hands in their pocket to give to this project. You can see how that doesn't send the right signal. You can see how it doesn't showcase or role model the confidence or the trust that the governors and the senior leaders have in believing that this project is really important. And then it leads to all sorts of other niggling questions like, well, if they're not giving is it because it's not that important to the school? It's a bit of a vanity project. You know, it's a building which is a nice to have rather than an essential part of what we're doing. Little niggling questions about, are they expecting me to step up and do all of this without them coming and supporting it as well? What does that say about their relationship with me as a prospective donor? These are all sorts of difficult questions down the track. And at the end of the day, decreases the chance of a gift and certainly decreases the chance of a big gift. So it might um, mean that someone gives still, but they give it a lower level. So I really want you to think about if you're a governor or a senior leader of a school, what can you do to make direct contact with your 
your director of development or your your um, chief fundraiser at your school to say, how can we help you by making, even if it's just a small gift or an annual direct debit, how can we help by supporting this project as well? Okay, I'm going to switch tack slightly. I'm going to talk to the fundraisers who are listening now. Obviously, the first advice that I'm going to give you is you can use the same messages that I've used here to communicate to your governors and to your senior leaders why it's really important that I think that we think that they should give to the fundraising project. Indeed, please do send them a link to this episode of the podcast and they can listen for themselves. That's the obvious piece of advice. What else can you do to encourage them to give? Firstly, it's really advisable to get the head or the chair of governors or and the chair of governors on board first. So having a one-to-one conversation with each of them, explaining why it's important, getting their permission to ask the board or the senior leadership team and getting them to actually make a gift themselves to start the ball rolling. Once you've spoken to the head of the chair, it's fine and it's a good idea to mention this in a governor's meeting or a senior leadership team meeting, but that's unlikely to actually result in any donations. Normally when you ask it that way in a meeting to a group, everybody ends up thinking, yes, 100% agree, everyone else should make a donation, but that doesn't apply to me. They won't necessarily be able to rationalise it with anything particularly rational, but they won't see it as a direct ask to them. So you can absolutely pave the way by mentioning it in a meeting, but what's much more effective is talking to every single one of those governors and senior leadership team one-to-one. Find out what their personal connection to the project may be. What is it that they, as prospective donors, are really passionate about? How can you connect the project to that passion? And when you're talking to them one-to-one, don't talk about giving totals, because that's just not what's important. Talk about you wanting to increase the participation rate. So how many or what percentage of the governors or senior leadership team have given so far? And what's your goal for this year in terms of that participation rate going up? But finally, I sort of hesitated including this one because I know that there might be some governors and senior leaders still listening. But my final message to fundraisers is, yes, this is important, but don't waste too much time or energy on it. Sometimes I come across fundraisers who are actually kind of blaming themselves because they haven't managed to get their governors and senior leaders to give. And they haven't necessarily realised this is a sector-wide issue. So don't take the world on your shoulders. You won't necessarily be able to fix this problem within your school. Don't dedicate huge amounts of time and energy to it because it's important. But at the end of the day, if those people aren't going to give, move on. Talk to other people, talk to other major gift prospects and carry on regardless. Make it sort of an annual thing that you spend a bit of time trying. It's not worth more than a little bit of time each year to, to... and it's certainly not worth fracturing any relationships that you've built with these with really important internal stakeholders um, over the fact that they should be giving. OK, I hope that's been helpful. I would love to hear your thoughts about this. I come across this frequently. What is it that you've tried? Have you been successful? Are there any other mechanisms or, or tactics that you'd like to share that I can then share with the rest of the podcast audience? Just get in touch with me. Send me an email. Let me know. All of my contact details are in the episode notes. 
And the reason I know that lots of development directors struggle with this area is because I work with lots of them, both one-to-one in monthly coaching sessions and also in group coaching sessions as well. So if you'd be interested in hearing a little bit more about what that might look like and what space I've got available at the moment, then just drop me an email as well. Do share this episode with a friend or a colleague if it's been helpful and you can sign up to my mailing list. And again, the link is in the episode notes and you'll get an email each Thursday morning about the podcast episode that's coming out that week. Thank you for spending this time with me. I love sharing my passion for strategy and fundraising within the school sector. And don't forget that if you want to be thinking strategically, all of us need to create the space to breathe the time to learn and the courage to adapt. That's it for me this time. Have a strategic week. Bye-bye then.